Voice of Hope is a podcast of New Hope Presbyterian Church of Castle Rock, Colorado. New Hope is a church that puts people first. You can listen to our sermons and podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and any other popular podcast platforms. This Sunday, we discover the story of Jesus' baptism and how we can renew and remember our own baptism. Uh, Pray with me. Gracious God, thank you so much for this morning, the opportunity to come to your river uh, that we might be renewed. Thank you for community of faith at New Hope. Amen. Raise your hand if you've seen the musical 1776. Oh, not too many. Uh, That's fine. I think it's the worst musical there is. Um, who, who can tell me the, Scott, Scott, have you seen 1776? Uh, of course, of course, yeah. Who can, this is too much. Who can tell me what 1776 holds the record for in musicals? The longest period of time between two songs, 33 minutes. Uh, my wife and I think, I think Julie and I were still dating at the time that I was in 1776 as John Hancock. Uh, I wasn't the only one who had to wear a wig. Come on. Uh, it's, it's a bad part. It has a couple of great spoken lines, including at the end, the most dramatic about uh, uh, we either hang together or we hang separately as I put my signature on the Constitution and everyone comes up. It's a, it's a powerful moment. I think I had two sung lines is all. Uh, just not much to it uh, because it's not a very important part. They chose me because I'm big and loud and officious. They chose me because I'm the president of the Congress at that point and because the way the center stage theater is up in Evergreen, uh, it's in the back and the sound is bad, so they need someone who you can see, who's going to be loud, and who looks like he could carry the room of all these other 15 uh, people. Not much of a part. I think of it all the time Think of that small part uh, all the time in this. I need a couple of people to look. One person to read, stand up and read aloud Matthew 3, 17. Another one, Matthew 17, 5. You've got a Bible in front of the pew. A couple people, be brave, someone who can read loud enough that we'll be able to hear in the room. One with uh, Matthew 3, 17, and the other uh, Matthew 17, 5. I don't see a lot of people reaching for Bibles. Let's go Uh, right here. Mike, what do you have? You have 3, 17? 3, 17. Nice and loud. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Matthew 17, 5. Someone over here. Matthew. All right. All right. Uh, no, we got it over here. Darren, stand up, please. Stand up, please. Would you? Thank you. Wonderful. I always feel bad for God. Two stories. Baptism. Uh, and the uh, transfiguration the only two parts God has in the whole New Testament God's got a great role in the Old Testament right New Testament we're really a lot about Jesus they give God two speaking parts and they're really the same part this is my son I love him listen to him or this is my beloved son however you translate it's not much it's a small part but uh, this is God's challenge of course uh, 
to be big and authoritative. Here's where we have been in the fall. It's going to seem a little uh, familiar now as we go out into the desert next week, believe it or not. We're reiterating a journey we took in the fall into the wild that include uh, my infatuation with Exodus and especially putting Exodus at the start of our journey later on telling the prequel of Genesis. But our sense of episodic journey and miracle and wandering and deliverance, what God does for us, focusing on the lower right on a song the women sing at the shore that starts us out with victory we've been saved Um, Miriam dancing others writing down the notes and later on giving the credit to Moses Uh, that's where we are in the church year we moved from that into stories about the end that's how the liturgical year tends to work as you get to 1155 here on your clock on the right hand side stories about the end I like that because I know about the end Transitional pastors' interims are good with endings. That's what we talk about. Actually, maybe too much sometimes. I hear some whispers now. Hey, we're tired of hearing about the ends. We know, Russ is gone, let's move on. Uh, Jordan and I giggle about that. Could we say, that might mean that we're almost doing it enough. Um, Advent was, of course, a fun time with our Star Wars theme. We are now at uh, five after 10 after you see we've made it through Christmas. We're back into this period called ordinary time before we get next month uh, to Ash Wednesday, special Wednesday service here in Lent. In that passage of time, what comes up in the lectionary every year is Jesus' baptism, so it's a great opportunity for us. It's a great opportunity uh, for us to go tell the story of what happened to Jesus so that we can, in a few minutes, um, do the same thing. Here's the lead-in to the wonderful reading this morning we had uh, on the baptism story right before then in those days john the baptizer there's no denomination baptist so i changed this to baptizer that's why he does this it's what he does he baptizes appeared in the wilderness of judea proclaiming repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near Uh, this is the one of whom the prophet isaiah spoke and here we go in the bible a quote within a quote within a quote believe it or not it's, it's Matthew's quote. Matthew is quoting Isaiah, and what Isaiah is is saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, Isaiah is quoting Elijah. Do you remember? Elijah. Remember how Elijah left? This is really important. Elijah is the one important character from the whole Old New Testament who did not die. How did we get Elijah off stage in the Old Testament? Do you recall? Yes, Elijah saying to Elisha, you'll know you have the measure of my authority if you see me uh, not die, but rather go, and he sees him in a chariot. Spectacular passing on. Elijah's not dead. He's going to come back. Elijah said, prepare the way of God, in this case, there's no Jesus back then, of the Lord, make his paths straight. Elijah's warning is an announcement of, of terror and the end, The expectation is when we see Elijah again, look out. Now, John, back to Matthew outside of Isaiah. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. We've got kids coming back in. Wore clothing of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. This is typology in the Bible. This is Matthew telling us Elijah's back. Elijah is back in the form of John, the people of Jerusalem and all Judea were going out to him and all the region along the Jordan. They were baptized by the River Jordan, confessing their sins. This is really interesting to me. 
we have a tradition in Christianity of Jesus being sinless. And it comes uh, from a passage about being lambs that are spotless, without blemish. That's out of John thinking theologically, very metaphorically, symbolically. Jesus goes out to John because he's a sinner, because we're all sinners, because Jesus is human. Jesus goes out to John to say, wash me up, I want to start anew. Part of being a disciple is recognizing the reality of that. In our very high, sometimes too high view of Jesus, we lose this humanity. When John saw him, uh, Pharisees and Sadducees, he said, you brood of vipers, <laughs> who warned you to flee from the wrath to come, bear fruit worthy of repentance. Do not presume to say for yourselves, hey, we have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God's able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down, thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance. One who's more powerful than I is coming after me. I'm not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear the threshing floor and will gather his wheat into the granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. I love John. We'll be talking about John a little this Thursday night about preaching. What is the prophetic John role in preaching? Uh, John's, John is hard news all the time. Where we go next is in the desert with Jesus. He goes in the wilderness. He finds out who he is. It's like a vision quest for next week. Jesus finds his direction, us too. By the way, yeah, Jordan mentioned the great uh, step ahead you're PNC took just yesterday in having their 12 questions conversations and write-ups be okayed by session. They took a, a jump from zero to 20% of their task yesterday. It goes on to COM to be approved and then an even more challenging, more formal task. But your PNC is coming along really well. Uh, they had a good day uh, yesterday. I want to talk at 10.45 after you get your coffee and come back in right when we finish our baptisms here in a minute, uh, about when Jesus became God. You're thinking that's a weird question. He's always God done. Don't you know any Trinitarian theology? Well, I, I need to teach you some Bible, some variety. You'll be shocked and surprised by what's in the book in front of you. You'll be delighted because it's going to reaffirm no matter where you are on the Christological spectrum. You're going to say, wow. I didn't know that was part of our tradition. I get it. That's why I've had those questions. Some say he becomes God at baptism. What a weird thing to say, right? Uh, come at 1045. There's something about this event that clarifies uh, for Jesus who he is, who he becomes. And in a minute, in a minute, we're going to renew baptismal vows. Um, the service we're going to use comes out of this book. I bring this up because um, if you haven't picked up by now, I'm a, little, I'm a little informal in front. I'm not a very liturgical, high, I'm not a very good high church pastor. Um, I'm good pulling on and off guitars and doing goofy humor things and standing in the water. This comes out of the Book of Common Worship. It's, it's a service of renewal of vows for the congregation and there's parts for you to play, parts for our kids to play as a matter of fact um, some of you this morning need sustenance 
We can't live without water. We can't live without going down to the Jordan and taking a drink. That's a really good thing to know. I need sustenance. I need my body of Christ to nurture me. Some of you need washing clean because you're carrying a bunch of junk around you that's happened to you or that you've taken part in and you're properly ashamed by. We're about to wash you clean. You're about to wash you clean and you say, well, in January 23, I could leave that behind. Good deal. Some of you are broken and injured in ways that you maybe not even have named to your spouse or your best friends. Uh, There's a power in this water. There's a power in this water that's going to help you. Some of you are saying, Don, don't make such a big deal out of it. A little refreshing is all I need. And for some of us, what I like, because I'm going to have you stand in a minute, um, it's about re-upping. It's something we do every year, at least I like to practice every year, the renewal of vows. It's your way of saying, all right, all right, for one more year, I'll try this discipleship thing. I'll say, by the way, repeat after me, kind of mumble, amen. Yeah, good. If if you're kind of halfway serious about your faith and about baptism and the Jesus story, uh, do that again when I have you stand up, all right? Um, But if you think, no, Don, I believe and what happened to Jesus, and that it's somehow connected to what we all do together as a community this morning, then you might consider a little more support and voice in your amen. Um, amen. Oh, oh, yeah, good. Uh, that's what you should do. Thank you for listening to Voices of Hope. If you've enjoyed our podcast, please rate and review it and share it with your friends. Go in peace and have a wonderful week.